Voices that inspire the extended interview. My name is Aaron Tillman. I serve as the Assistant Director of Student-Athlete Development here at Florida State University. Um, work with all of our student-athletes doing career readiness programming, um, really geared from a social-emotional approach. And we really just try to prepare our student-athletes for life after college. So there's life after athletics? <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> I always think about student-athletes because they work so hard, you know, to be the best at their sport and then carry that academic load on top of it. So what? how do you help a student navigate that? It is complex. It's very complex. I think student-athletes are so misunderstood um, because people perceive them by their athletic prowess. So they see them on TV. They see them competing. They see them you know, practicing and, and moving from one place to the next. And they are balancing so much that, you know, they're working to try to integrate their really busy schedules, but also working to find themselves, you know, in the midst of all of that. So our department really works to create that support, create that sense of, I guess, stability um, to be able to allow them to develop, but also take that weight of what they're doing. So we try to help them perceive the weight and move forward through it, uh, through the support that we provide with partnering on campus and or programming and events that we do as well, too. How many student athletes are there at FSU? Yeah, so roughly we are close to, I would say close to 500, almost 600 so odd student athletes between that range, um, between freshmen that are coming in to upperclassmen, to transfer students, to grad students, <laughs> to grad grad students and, and certificates. There's a lot that are coming in. So roughly about 500 to 600 or so. I just think about, I mean, there's... I, I love athletics, you know, I don't, who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good game, whether it's football, but my personal passion is the FSU soccer team. Yeah. I love them. I'm a big fan. Go to their games, cheer them on. Yeah. And you look at these players, they're coming from all over the place. You know, they're not your traditional student that just comes from Florida. They're coming from all over the world. And then you have to help them find their place and keep them supported and the athletic goals and all the factors of it. Yeah, they go through so much and especially student athletes that are coming from other countries and other places where the environment is not familiar, um, especially the food, <laughs> among many other things, but they are assimilating, you know, to a place that is not familiar. So we we really work hard to ensure that they are feeling comfortable, but ensure that they have the resources and support um, to feel as though it were home, even though it's not. So, Aaron, how did you find this path you're on? You, I want to talk a little bit about your background. You, you came to Tallahassee as part of um, Florida A&M. So tell me a little bit how you came here. Yeah, um, it's a unique story. <laughs> I always joke and say I'm an oddball. But uh, I originally had no heart set to come to Tallahassee. Probably the last place I would have even looked at or known. Didn't even realize it was the capital of Florida <laughs> when I came and then came. But um, 
I had a scholarship to be in the Marching 100, and that is the band at Florida A&M University. And I was so thankful to have that because would not have even known that that sort of thing existed, you know, being in band pretty much throughout my entire life. Having that scholarship opportunity brought me to Tallahassee, and that changed my entire world <laughs> when I came. So you probably could have used some sort of counselor uh, coach as well just to help you assimilate into such a different environment from what you were coming from. In one way, I mean, what was it like for you to go from Colorado to a historically black college and university such as Florida A&M? What was that like for you? You know, so funny. Um, being black, it was really a culture shock. Like being in Colorado – there was such a diversity of people from, you know, I had friends that were Panamanian, Samoan, Hawaiian, from all regions and areas of the earth, you know, that came together. And then coming to a, a place, you know, like the South, where it was just heavily, you know, a black university, historically black college and university, where this is what I was seeing. It was it was a culture shock for me. And it was uh, a little bit challenging to adjust um not necessarily to the the people that I was around, but to the place and being at and, and being at a place where there were so many different hap- things happening at once, and being in the band, trying to manage my class schedule, trying to figure out, you know, what I, what was I going to eat <laughs> one night? What are, we, what are we eating tonight, y'all? Or what's happening? So it was a community, though. I think that really helped me. I found my community within the residence hall that I stayed in. I stayed in Patty Foot Complex, really small. There's a joke where. You can reach out one hand and touch your neighbor without getting out of your bed, and you can literally do that. But <laughs> um, it was it was a challenge. So you you come you part of the band. Obviously, that's a huge part of your life in those four years you're at FAMU. How did you find your way into the position, the work you're doing now? Like, was that part of something you found yourself interested in? Like, yeah, I never would have even imagined myself. Um, being in this role. I grew up doing sports, so I did basketball, football, and track. Um, In my senior year, I I just stopped because I wanted to continue to pursue band. So um, to have the opportunity to to do this and then be done with band and then move into a place where I didn't really know what it looked like, I just knew I wanted to empower and, and work closely with college students. And that's what a lot of my experience was being a student. Um, I was also an RA. <laughs> so that put me through enough. But I also learned a lot about myself and others. And I knew I wanted to continue to be around that environment. So the sports opportunity was never a thought, but it became an opportunity um, because someone took a chance on me. <laughs> so what did you major in? I majored in broadcast journalism and English was my minor. So all fun uh, being in front of a camera and... <laughs> uh, Late nights in an editing bay uh, in Booth preparing for our uh, FAMU TV 20 show. A lot of grueling but rewarding opportunities. <laughs> I forgot you had said that you had gone to the journalism program, which is a wonderful program. Our, our news director is, is a graduate. Oh, amazing. And she's also was in the Marching 100. The Marching 100 as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it was it was a, a great program, and and granted, too, um, I didn't march all of my years. I actually stopped after my freshman year, which 
there's another uh, longer story into that. But that being said, I had some challenges. Um, my father passed and a number of other things had happened that just really put life into perspective for me. And I wanted to still have involvement because I felt like I'd lost a piece of myself when I wasn't able to still play. Um, but writing was always uh, a love for me and it was a place where I could find myself and be myself. So journalism just kind of came natural to me um, as well as uh, being able to kind of hone in on the gift of speaking um, that I knew I had. So you have all these different talents and then when did you start working at FSU? Yeah, so I started working at FSU in 2018. Um, prior to that, I was at FAMU from 2015 to 2018 as an academic advisor in athletics. That was my first opportunity um, to be within the athletic department. But I started at FSU in 2018 um, as an academic advisor, just transitioning from FAMU into the same position. In this position you're in now where you're helping student athletes, guiding them, providing support for them, connecting them to things, what do you like about that work? So as uh, an assistant director of student athlete development, um, the work that I do is unlike anything else. It is creative. It is a place where you can meet student athletes where they are, but really, truly, intentionally um, create opportunities for their development and their awareness. And that is what our department focuses on because we realize how important it is to have a holistic understanding when you exit college and you enter whatever professional sport and or your career. We, we realize the, the importance of that and the impact. So doing this work, what, like, what am I trying to get out? It's like, it's such... It's, what does it look like maybe? Yeah, what is it like? <laughs> what is a day in the life of... Of, of a student athlete development mm -hmm, professional. Yeah. It, there's no same day. Um, we're doing an event tomorrow centered around Hispanic heritage uh, with it being Hispanic Heritage Month. So we've uh, connected with a few of our student athletes that identify in that group. And we're going to do some awareness and some education to talk about the significance of the month, but also feature some of our student athletes that identify whether um, they want to share something about their language, something uh, unique about the culture and their tradition, and or they just want to come and engage with other people who may not know. Um, and that's just a piece of our programming. <laughs> you know, that's just one small piece, but um, there are so many other, other things that we do. Um, we do career readiness. Um, so what are the skills? What are the areas of versatility that you need to have when you're entering a field that are just some of the fundamental areas? So we do sessions and workshops from um, leading them ourselves to inviting speakers from across the world to come and connect with our student athletes because we realize how important it is to uh, diversify our experiences. You know, the challenging part of being a student athlete is that you're always around your team and you're always around others that are like you. So we try to break up the monotony, if you will, <laughs> of what they experience so that they can engage with others that make them uncomfortable. You know, uh, <laughs> I know we talked and met some time back, but that's the point, you know. How can we make them more uncomfortable so that they can um, be comfortable in the future, if you will? Yeah, when they're not going to be surrounded by this built-in team. Yes. You know, and, and you suddenly are solo. Yeah. It's a different reality. It's, it's coming, <laughs> you know, and we, we always say that. So that is our heart to really um, 
challenge them, if you will. So from even leadership development and the process of what that even means, you know, beyond the role, we do a lot of focus on that. And we also do community engagement, which is one of my favorite because we get to get, go out into the community and serve, but also get to know those, whether it be a, an organization, uh, whether it be places that are around the campus, we really work hard to provide that uh, engagement opportunity for them. Yeah. And the, and you think about how much it means to the community to have some of the student athletes come out and spend a little time, whether it's the football team, of course, they're the sort of the <laughs> A-listers, A but there's so many great athletes that are just so welcomed into the community. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're sort of our celebrities in town. <laughs> they are in a lot of ways, you know, and that's a challenge too. Like I try not to see them as big as they are seen, if you will. Um, but to have them in, involved in the community, there's nothing like seeing um, a child or someone from a school, uh, their face light up, you know, when they get to shake the hand of, you know, one of our student athletes, like a Michaela Edenfield on softball that hits home runs where we can't even see the ball anymore or, <laughs> you know. And when she goes to give a hug to a, a young girl or, you know, um, one of our student athletes engages with them. It's just, it's just an incredible experience. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Such a great program. How long has this program been around? So our department in particular has been around for a while. I would say ours probably closer to fifteen, maybe even closer to like twenty some years. Um, it was formerly known as Life Skills, and there wasn't an actual department for it. So academic advisors actually did a lot of the development work when it came to this type of life skills approach um, and student-athlete development just became a newer thing later on. So in the work you do and in your life, what what keeps you inspired, Aaron? You, you, you're like a Renaissance guy. You've got all these different <laughs> skills. you got music. You're, you're so personable. I can imagine student-athletes love working with you. What, what, what keeps you going? For me, it is the ability to see someone's life changed and transformed. I think seeing someone who is having challenges, who may not know what direction they want to go, and being able to just walk with them through their journey, that is what keeps me going. Um, being able to just be an ear, you know, or maybe be a hand for someone who needs a hand to hold. Um, that keeps me encouraged to know that this is only a season of their life. And though it's just a season, it is such an important season that is preparing and building the foundation for the rest of their life. And, you know, athletes deal with a lot of adversity. You know, the 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 thrill of of victory and the, and the agony of defeat. It's 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 uh, it's pretty intense. I mean, you feel as fans, you feel it. So I can't even imagine what it's like for an athlete when they're so in the public eye and, uh, you know, their whole teams are dependent on them or whatever. It's just that's tough. Yeah. Um, the scrutiny, you know, there is the scrutiny of the audience and fans, but also the scrutiny of themselves. And the scrutiny of themselves is generally a lot stronger than that that they receive from the outside. So 
um, they balance a lot. And I'm so thankful that we have support and resources in our department, such as our in-house counselors that work closely with our student athletes to ensure that they have that support um, as well as that their their well-being is taken care of. Um, it's not perfect. <laughs> and I know that they know that, but we, we provide so many different resources to ensure that they're okay. And I love our department because we just want to have want them to have that space. So for someone who might be listening to this, what would you want them to know about the work you're doing and the student athletes that are part of Florida State University? Maybe some misunderstanding of, of who these who these young people are. Yeah. I think I would want people to normalize who they are. And I think that they want to know that they are very great at what they do, but they're also people and want to be seen as that. Um, their intersectional identity. <laughs> There's more that meets the eye, as Transformers would say. <laughs> so final question. Are you still playing the drums? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Actively. I actually just played um, this past Sunday. I play at Engaged Church. Um, incredible place. Um, and I love it. I love it, love it. We had an incredible set that we played as well, too. Um, I also teach. So it's been 27 years now, and I love it. I love that. Well, anything else you'd like to say? I think I would want people to know that student athletes are extraordinary, but also normal people. And they have a gift that mesmerizes us, but they want to be treated as a person, you know, and not only seen for their gift. To learn what you're doing and, and the importance of what you do in supporting athletes and helping them find their path, thank you so much, Aaron, for talking with me. <laughs> I appreciate that so much, Kim. It's, it's been a pleasure and a joy, and I'm, I'm thankful that we got a chance to meet as well and looking forward to do this again. This is Aaron Tillman, also known as AT, and so thankful for this conversation. Thank you for having me.